The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psych- Whatever, whatever, he's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, welcome to episode 198 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don Delorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Asia Nick. Hey, friend. What's up, friend? How you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good. Glad that you can join me once again. Are you ready to uh, take over Brooklyn? Yo, I got my hotel. It's very fancy. Shout out to Jade. Even though shout outs go at the end. Shout out to Jade. She put me onto this website. So I got my hotel for like 55% off his normal price. Ah, uh, sooky sooky now. So it's lit. Yes. And we have a rooftop bar. Oh, sounds like heaven. Fancy AF. <laughs> We're joined once again by our raw cast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam? What's up? How are you? All right. Are you ready to walk with Elias? No, no, sir. No, thank you. Okay. Just making sure you get with the movement sooner or later. I'll I'll walk the other way, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Joining us again this week is the Razzlecast broadcast journalist, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? What up? I had a salad steel cage match (laughs) with Ivan Yankum in his office today, but I escaped, and I'm here for the people. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad that you uh, that you got out of the big blue cage, man. It could make it here tonight. Anytime. All right. And we are joined by a very special guest tonight to help us preview SummerSlam and take over Brooklyn. It's none other than Miss Jupiter Julep. How you doing, Jupiter? Hello. I'm fine. And you? Oh, we're great. Glad that you could join us. Thank you. It's been quite a while since we talked to you here on the podcast. Yes, yes. A lot has changed since then. Oh, yes, it has. Yes, it has. So what's new with you before we start? Um, huh. Well, let's see. I defended my dissertation and I graduated. So I just have to put the finishing touches on it and publish it. And then I'll be officially Dr. Jupiter Jewel of 24. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I had a kid graduate. From high school, he's in college in New York, and you know I have an upcoming senior, an upcoming junior, and then my baby. So, yeah, you know, hopefully we'll have an empty nest very, very, very soon. All right, all right. So, again, glad that you're here tonight, and uh, we're going to talk some wrestling. It should be a lot of fun. Just a reminder: the Wrestlecast is being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at www.cspn.us. So we're going to get into the news portion of the show. And the biggest news this week was the passing of Jim, the Anvil Nightheart. Uh, Jim Nightheart got most of his fame and recognition as being the muscle of the Hart Foundation. Him and Bret Hart, multiple time WWF tag team champions, um, you know, very iconic with the goatee and the laugh. Um, you know, a lot of people were just, you know, shocked. It was sudden. Uh, he had a fall at his home and um, uh, just couldn't kick out of the kick out so you know everybody was sending their 
thoughts and prayers out to Natty and, and the whole Hart family. So uh, I'll go just go around the room and let everybody, you know, share a memory or a thought on Jim Neidhart. So we'll start with you, Dee Dee. Oh, I don't really have any. If I'm honest, I do not recall him as a wrestler. All I remember is seeing him on um, on Total Divas with Natty. Okay. And they were really cute, so I definitely feel bad for her because she loved her some of him. So. Right, right. Sam, any uh, standout moments from the Anvil's career for you? Uh, not entirely. I mean, the one thing I do remember him was a bit a bit of an embarrassing moment for him, so I'm not even going to mention that, but that's really the only thing that stands out. All right. Magnum Prime? Beard gang all day. <laughs> Mad beard stroke. Uh, I mean, he, he brought the energies to their their promos. Uh, you know, we had, we got a guy who you working with, Bret Hart, every night. Not like you got to do a lot, you know. So, but his personality will definitely always be remembered. Right. And Miss Jupiter Julep, any thoughts, memories on Jim Neidhart? Definitely his laugh. Right. He had a very unique laugh. And also, just the Hart Foundation as a whole, um, as a stable. I always remember him being almost like the Arn Anderson of that group. Right, right. Uh, the New Heart Foundation that consisted of Brett, Owen, Davey, Jim, and Brian Pillman. There's a classic picture of like all of them all lined up in the leather jackets or whatever. There's only one person left in that picture now, and that's Brett Hart. So just, yeah. a, just a tragic you know, situation for the Hart family and, and all their losses that they've suffered. So, again, thoughts and prayers go out to the Knight Hart and the Hart family. So we're going to transition into... Everybody's favorite game show. Who you got for SummerSlam? SummerSlam is this Sunday. The pre-show kicks off at five o'clock. The actual card starts at seven and we'll probably be watching until about 1130 or so. So if you want to share your commentary with color with the host and fans of the WrestleCast, please use the hashtag Summer of Slams. So we'll get right into it as we get into the hashtag say no to pre-show matches. <laughs> We're going to start off with Rusev and Lana versus Cian Almas and Zelina Vega. So I'll start with our guest, Miss Jupiter Jewel. Who you got? I think the streak is going to continue for Selena and Andrade. And I also think that the problem is still going to be aid in English. Mm-hmm. That hurts my heart. <laughs> Mr. Magnum Prime, who you got? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the fighting Rusevs. Okay, <laughs> Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Andrade and and see uh, the other person, Zelina. Okay, there you go. And finally, Miss Dee Dee who you got? Uh, I also have Zelina and CN. And oh. I'm gonna also pick. Zelina and Cian Almas. Okay. For the Raw Tag Team Titles, we have the champions, the B Team, defending against the Revival. Misty Dijonet, who you got? Um, hold on, I'm trying to type. Oh, trying to oh, you're typing it this 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 time. Yeah. Look at you, fancy. That's what I always oh, not like on a word processor. That would be too much. Like, right? Um. <laughs> And then, yeah, I have the B team. Okay. Miss Jupiter Julep, who you got? B team. 
All right. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Uh, out of who and who? Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. The B team and the Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, which one's Dash and which one's Dawson? The Revival, sir. Okay, that one. All right. Mr. Magnum Prime? Chance retain. Okay. And our final match. Uh, oh, uh, 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 oh, my go. Sorry. I always forget about me. I'm just the narrator on this show. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the B team as well. Uh, they, they were my creation, so I got to <laughs> stick with that. And our final match on the pre-show for SummerSlam will be for the Cruiserweight Championship. Hey, remember them? Cedric Alexander, the champion, facing off against Drew Gulak. Mr. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? So who versus Drew Gulak? But Cedric Alexander. Oh, Cedric. The black, the black guy. Did he stop being, stop being I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, Cedric Alexander. All right. Magna Prime, who you got? Champ retains. All right. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Mm, I haven't been watching, so I'll pick Drew. All right. Miss Jupiter Julep, who you got? Drew cut a hell of a promo, but I'm going with Cedric. And I'm going to agree with Miss Didi Jonet. I haven't been watching either, but I think they're going to get the belt off Cedric, and we're going to give it to Drew Gulak. Hey. Now it's time for the main show, SummerSlam from the Barcades. So we're going to start off with United States Championship match as Shinsuke Nakamura defends against Jeff Hardy. Magnum Prime, who you got? Nakamura. All right. I'm right. <laughs> Jupiter Julep, who you got? Nak. All right. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Yadu Sabes. I have Nakamura. Okay. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Work You got Nakamura as well? No, I was talking to Didi. Oh. What? Listen. Listen, I was born in Mexico. I can use an accent occasionally if I want to. Yeah, uh, Nakamura as well. All right, and I'm gonna make it a clean sweep. I think Nakamura is gonna win as well. Next up, (laughs) next up for the SmackDown Women's Championship, we have the champion Carmella defending against Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch in a triple threat. So, Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Um, if I'm honest, I kind of feel like Mella gonna find a way to win, but I'm gonna put faith in Becky. All right. Because it's got to happen eventually, maybe. Possibly. You would think. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Uh, Carmella. Okay. Miss Jupiter Julep, who do you have? See, I'm the opposite of you, Didi. I was thinking Carmella would find a way just because Becky and Charlotte would cancel each other out. But I would go for Charlotte over. Becky, so I'm gonna go for Charlotte. It, wait, mm-hmm. her breast finally healed. Oh yeah, she's been wrestling um, on TV for like the last three weeks, so she's good. Okay, I think they want to get back on Charlotte. All right, probably Magnum Prime. Who you got? I think the answer is Becky, but I'm gonna go with Carmella because I don't see that title being dropped until the the pay per view Evolution. Okay, that's just mm-hmm. my. And I'm going to go with the moonwalking, trash talking, Princess of Staten Island, too. I'm going to go with Carmella as well. The grudge match. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Magnum Prime, who you got? Even though we don't know if he's leaving or not, 
they got to pay out this storyline. I'm going to go with Brian. All right. Miss Jupiter Julep, who you got? Brian. All right. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Dan Brian. Dan Brian. All right. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? I mean, I guess. <laughs> Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm taking the Miz. I knew you would. <laughs> Can't have all this harmony going on too many times here. It doesn't make the game any fun. Um, for the Intercontinental Championship, we're going to have Dolph Ziggler with um, Drew, Gu- or Mac- Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. I always want to call him his old name. Versus Seth Rollins with um, a returning Dean Ambrose in his corner. So, Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Um, I've got Seth. All right. Miss Jupiter Julep, who you got? Seth, I cannot in good conscience vote for anybody whose hair looked like the wig of Antonio Cuerco. Uh, <laughs> it did. It well, did. Well, ever since they went to Miami... <laughs> He has fully embraced. I, t- I said it looked like he was about to go sell coke in the trailer park, and ever since then, he's taken that and turned into the full George Young character with that hair. What from Blow? Why, Lord? Okay, <laughs> it's like a blow dry and like a press, like a straightening, like it's so flat and ugly. It's straw like. It's like ooh, condition. <laughs> um, Magna Prime, who you got? Uh, I don't know. I really don't care about this match. I've seen so many versions of this that I'm 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 bored by the matchup. But if if I got to pick somebody, hell, I I'll go with with Rollins. All right, Sammy Kalunga. Um, yeah, I'm not agreeing. I don't care either. Uh, as much as it pains me to say this, I'm gonna have to go with Dolph. All right, I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins. He's gonna burn it down in Brooklyn. So going with him. Do we want to do an extra point on whether or not what's his name is going to go heel? Who? Dean Ambrose. Oh, yeah. too too soon, too soon, <laughs> too soon. That's the rumor, and you know I live in Cafe Black, so I wasn't trying to hear no rumors. That's, that's, that's what I keep hearing. Man, they got to have it's that. Like he literally just got back. Yeah. See, this is the thing. If the main event goes the way that you know some of us think it's going to, they got to have that big reunion of those three and two of them holding belts. And then you might be able to get Dean being the odd man out, and then that might force him to turn. But you got to get like two or three months down the road from there. If Vince Russo was writing this, he'd go heel like today. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. For no reason. Straight rogue. So for the Money in the Bank briefcase and special chip stipulation, uh, what are these called? Quebec rules. If Braun Strowman gets counted out or disqualified, he loses the briefcase. So it's Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Jupiter Julep, who you got? KO. Ooh. Really? All right. I, listen, I'm not a fan of Braun, but I feel <sighs> Kevin should have won that that briefcase the first time. We're going to have to ha- hold on. We're going to have to stop the game for a second. Explain what you don't like about the man, Braun Strowman. Yeah. You know what? There's something about him that just seems juvenile to me. <laughs> I don't see him. I mean, you know, and, and he just looks like a child throwing a tantrum and I just want to beat him. Like, sit down. Like, every single time I see him, he wants to, like, turn over stuff, pulling stuff. I know you're strong. I know. That's nice. Uh-uh. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he picked a child to be his tag team partner said everything I needed to know about him. That was a WrestleMania moment. 
And that child better have the best report card on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? I have Braun Strowman. All right. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Between who and who? I was doing. Braun Strowman Kevin and Kevin Owens. Quebec rules, you say? Yes, sir. It's a smoke screen. I think Braun's just going to come away with it. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? It works so much better when a heel has the, the money in the bank, but I I think they're going to keep it with Strowman. All right. I think so, too. I think Braun Strowman is the man, so he's going to keep the money in the bank briefcase. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we're going to have the Bludgeon Brothers defending against the New Day. So, Magnum Prime, who you got? Uh, New Day's bulletproof. <laughs> I, 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 I say chance retain. All right. All your titles. Miss Jupiter Julep, who you got? Mm, yeah. I was thinking about that. I would love for the new day to retain it, but or I should say get it back. But I do think that the Bludgeon Brothers are going to retain. I don't know what they're going to do with them though. But I don't think that they figured it out, so I don't think they'll take it from them until they do. Okay. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Um, yeah, sure, that makes sense. I'll go with No, that's not how I play the game. I'll go a new day. All right. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? I'm going to have to go New Day on this one. All right. I think I'm going to go New Day as well. They're really hot again. It seems like it would be the time to put the belts back on them if they were going to. All right. The match that might serve as the bathroom break because of one of the participants, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. So, Mr. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Oh, wasn't going to fall asleep for a second. You mentioned Baron Corbin's name. Oh, Finn Balor, sir. All right. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Wait a minute, I am so sorry. I was, um, yeah, Corbin. And Sam said Finn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam would never pick um, Born Corbin. I'm, I'm also going to pick Finn Balor. All right. What happened? <laughs> Magnum Brown, who you got? Um, if they care about his career at all, Constable will get the win, but I don't think they really care about him all that much, so I'm going to go with Finn. He's he's really, really greeting with this character of his. I really do not want to see him on TV. I got some, uh, I got a, a, a theory I'm going to throw out here after I pick. Uh, Miss Jupiter Julep, who you got? Finn. All right. I'm going to go with Baron Corbin as well, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if Roman wins this belt, He's got to have somebody to face. And who has he been picking on for the last three weeks? Hmm. Baron Corbin. So there's your challenger if Roman becomes the champion. First at the gate, first defense, Baron Corbin. Next up, Alexa Bliss defends her Raw Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. So, Miss Jupiter Julep, who you got? Before I answer, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Where is Nia Jax? Uh, I have another theory on that as well when I pick again, so I'll let you know. So I'm thinking that um, it's too soon to put the belt on Ronda, so Alexa will retain, but I think that Nia Jax will be involved somehow. Via shenanigans, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. 
Uh, Greg, Magnum Prime, who you got? Yeah, I, I say Chandler Retain is is probably building to a triple threat match All at right. the Evolution pay per view. All right, Samuel Kalunga, who you got? I, I'm, I really don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is it? In who? Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. I'm just going to go Ronda just because of the way they're hyping her. All right. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? I would like to recuse myself from this whole situation. Now uh, you got to pick somebody, miss. I'll go with Bliss. All right. I'm going to make it. She has not earned anything yet. Okay. She can talk. She's a great. No, she's talking about Ronda. She's an overhyped rookie. I mean, facts are facts. But, you know, it could apply to Alexa, too. Whoa, now. Hold up. <laughs> oh, let me co-sign on that, DD. I mean, because if we could have recused ourselves, I certainly would have. After they did Alicia Fox the way they did, mm-mm. Got her dressing like Poison Ivy. Mm, That's Alicia Fox thing. dressing herself like Poison Ivy. Don't put that on nobody but her. Oh, her. She makes strange choices. She does. I.e. Randy Orton. But anyway. What? Oh. Ew! Well, Nasty. <laughs> I'm gonna have, have Alexa. Wait, I don't need to back up. But have we talked about that nasty shit they said he did? The uh, additional nasty shit they said he did. His new nasty shit because he did. He did, really he, did, he did allegedly did that shit. I believe he did that shit. Well, he was some nasty boy. shit he did. Oh yeah, apparently like uh, Jim Cornette was like, oh yeah, it's just you know new guys come in, you rib them. And you know, it just may be that way sometimes. He's like, with the with dude, a penis. He's like, what the dude should have did was instead of shaking Randy's hand, just grabbed it and squoze that. And then you know, it would have uh, made Randy uncomfortable since he was trying to make uh, him uncomfortable. Uh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Why would you talk about that? Well, uh, <laughs> back to the game. Okay. I'm sorry. You're, I'm you're, choosing you're, Alexa Bliss. Okay. Huh? I was like, can I recuse myself from the whole thing? No, sir. We only, we only got two more matches to go. Listen, if I find out you're winning and you wanted to act like this, I'm going to recuse you from the game. <laughs> <laughs> you're not winning this. Yeah, I think. Not with that attitude. I think Nia Jax is going to come through and crush the buildings. Stops more. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she should. Shenanigans. Hashtag stopping Samoans. <laughs> All right. So for the WWE Championship. We have AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Magnum Prime, who you got? Okay. I'm going to go off into the water a little bit here. But my whole theory is that AJ is a new John Cena. So, don't lose. <laughs> no, no, but check this out. With, this, with that being the case, when Cena would lose, he would lose at SummerSlam. So, mm, really? So I say he loses here. And he makes Joe the man with the with the title. I think that's going to happen. All right, Miss Jupiter Julep, who you got? I have an if then scenario. So if Samoa Joe comes with um, AJ Styles' wife airbrush on his towel or his jumpsuit, <laughs> but if he doesn't. Then I'm going to say, and he comes out regular, then Samoa's going to win. Samoa Joe's going to win. And then AJ will lose. Okay. That's a very... So what, do, what do I do? Huh? All right. 
All right, I'll put it down. If then, if <laughs> then scenario. If then else takes me with, back to my computer programming days. With the towel mm-hmm. and the wife. They, they could do the. They could do like uh, Ric Flair was trying to do to Macho Man at WrestleMania. Talk about he got Elizabeth's uh, naked pictures. He's going to put her up on the Tron. And Samoa Joe could be like, yo, I got those fire nudes of your wife. What? No, 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 no. No co-signing on revenge porn. I'm talking like Rick Rude. I'm going to airbrush your face on my butt type of deal. <laughs> well, he didn't actually have anything. I mean, or else, or else he would actually put them. But... Uh. Um, Mr. Samuel Kalunga, make your choice. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Well, AJ left a little bit too hard at that body slam some Democrats joke. So ever since then, I can't co-sign on him. So Joey Samoe. All right. Miss Didi Jeanne, who you got? I figure AJ has to lose sometimes. So I'll just go with Joe. All right. Well, you know the way we play this game. I'm going to take AJ Styles. Because this is the first match, G. He going to find a way to pull that one out. And then Samoa Joe is going to beat him down at the end and make him have to fight for his wife's honor or something to get to that second match. And then that's the one that Joe's going to win. Very possible. Very possible. And our main event of the evening for the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Jupiter Julep, who you got? debating on that. I, I, th- I think they are right now. They don't know who's going to win this either. Yeah. I don't know who would make the most sense. So, you know, Roman. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? Yes. Uh, let's just get it over with. Yeah. Reigns. All right. <laughs> Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Earth opens up and it swallows up both men. And that's the show closes. All right, Miss Didi, you got to pick one, Sam. Roman. Okay, Miss Didi Jonay, who you got? I have Roman. Okay. I don't really, but I, I do. It's I'm okay. going to pick Brock Lesnar, just like I did at Greatest Royal Rumble. Why would they? Why would they give it to him now? They probably won't. They, they should. I refuse to vote for that fucking gorilla. They no, should, no, no. They should have Brock wrestle on Monday night or come out there on Monday night bouncing and doing his shit. And then the next thing you hear, raw, and Braun Strowman come down there and they get it on. And he beats his ass in front of everybody in New York. And Braun Strowman is your new champion on Monday Night Raw. That's all I would ever want in my. That, my friends, would be best for business. Yeah, you use the pay per view to set up Raw. Yeah, it's great. That's what they that's what they do anyway, dude. That's what it's been doing for the last four years. Yeah. So those are all of the 14 matches on this year's SummerSlam card. So again, use the hashtag Summer of Slams to share your commentary with color with the fans and hosts of the WrestleCast. So at this point, we just want to remind everybody that the WrestleCast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. So we're going to transition into our Monday Night Raw review, and we're going to turn it over to our Rawcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. Uh, another shitty Raw as usual, friends. So uh, there's no surprises. Okay, so we are in Greensboro, North Kakalaki. I had a good crowd. They were into it. 
DeBraw was mediocre, but the fans were into it. I mean, they're always, they're, there's some classic shit going on there. Uh, Ronda Rousey kicks off the show. Ronda is emotional, and she mentions Natalia's uh, father, Jim Nighthart, passing away. Uh, she tells Natalia to stay strong, and they all love her. And uh, she'll defend Natalia since she was the first one to welcome her into WWE. And uh, she will beat Alexa Bliss for all the time she cheated to win over Natalia. Uh, Ember Moon will be replacing Natalia to face Alexa tonight. Bliss runs her down. Uh, she's saying the same thing that she always says about Rousey. Uh, she will compete with Rousey at ringside without protection, and Constable Corbin allowed her to hire personal security. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Ember Moon. Uh, Rousey takes out Fox on the floor. Bliss attacks Rousey, slams her to the barricade. Uh, Moon hits a gut buster, heads up. So, will you stop that, Don? Stop what? Your fingers. Are, are you doing something with your dresser? With my, oh, 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 you can see that? Sorry, I'm scrolling down. Sorry. <laughs> really, really distracting when I'm trying to read. Oh, I didn't know you could see that as well. I didn't know it was that type of party. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Fox slides in for the DQ. Rousey runs in and tosses Fox around and sends her packing. In a video package on the issues between Heyman and Lesnar, uh, more of that uh, crying Paul Heyman interview. Uh, Corbin and Angle argue as always. Dolphin Drew arrive and are upset Rollins isn't here yet. Constable Corbin versus Tyler Breeze. Didn't we have this match last week? Oh, no, no, wait, this was this Raw, never mind. This is such a shitty show that they're just starting to run into each other. Uh, Breeze dumps into the floor. Corbin sidesteps the plancha. Breeze hits it, with, hits it in, in Zaguri. Corbin hits a deep six and wins. Uh, Corbin then announces that Balor will face Jinder Mahal and Kevin Owens. Kurt Angle arrives and changes this into a straight-up tag team match with none other, none other than Braun Strowman teaming up with Finn. Uh, Braun Strowman and Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens and Jinder Mahal. Hot tag to Braun, who runs wild and spears sing into, the, into Kevin on the floor. Back in and Braun power slams Mahal for the win. Corbin runs out and hits the end of days on Balor to lay him out. Kurt calls Stephanie, but she doesn't answer, of course, because she's probably on the phone with Corbin. Dolph and Drew arrive and again complain about Rollins not being there. Dolph wants to look over his SummerSlam contract while they are there. A local competitor dressed as a cowboy. He says he loves Elias and isn't too good at guitar, but will get good and make the Country Music Hall of Fame. His name is Ricky Roberts. Shout out to Rock and Roll Express. Alrighty. So uh, Elias arrives and says there's... Oh, I'm sorry. The Drifter arrives and says there's only one Drifter. Uh, he asks him to go to WWE.com and buy some merch. The Drifter asks him a favor to beat and humiliate Lashley. Elias then puts himself over big time. Bob arrives. Bob tells Ricky to get a new gimmick as they already have a no-talent guitar player. Ah, ha, ha. Uh, Ricky breaks the guitar over uh, Bob's back. This was a mistake as Bob kills him with a huge spine buster. The B team meets backstage and Bo is quote unquote doing math about triple threat matches. Axel fires him up and they head to the ring. Uh, he he didn't quite get a, give us a, a Scott Steiner 33 and one third 67 tight, but it was close. So the B team versus the revival versus Hardy and Wyatt for the Raw tag team titles. Uh, let's see, Matsu perplexes Dawson onto onto a pile. Wyatt rolls Dawson back in. Dawson low blows Wyatt 
and Axel tags in, the revival hits the Shatter Machine, allowing the B team to pick up the win. Roman says he wants to leave this place better than he found it, but he can't do that with Brock here, so Brock has to go. He's sick of it all, and it will end at SummerSlam when he takes back his Universal title. He'll send Brock so far, uh, so far back into the UFC, his head will be up Dana White's ass. Paul Heyman arrives and says, it's a new day. Yes, it is. He praises the Usos and then Reigns. Heyman kisses Roman's uh, posterior and calls him Mr. Reigns. Says that Reigns can make history tonight. Has no chance against Brock unless Heyman tells him every one of Brock's secrets. Uh, Paul can do that for him if he's in his corner. And if that's the case, Reigns can beat Brock at SummerSlam. Paul extends his hand and Reigns says he knows all of it and doesn't need him. He beat Brock at the Greatest Royal Rumble already. Paul says he's right and says that he's not there to talk about the past. Okay, uh, Mark McGuire. He sees the future, and in one week, they will appear side by side with Reigns as the new champion and Paul as his advocate. Reigns says he's trying, but it's not good enough. Reigns says he was groomed for this and to look out for sharks, especially drowning ones like Paul. He wishes him well in his future endeavors. Paul says he's right. He's drowning in the knowledge he learned from Rain's father and uncle. Paul shares a phrase in Samoan that Afa taught him. Paul busts out an agreement on paper and asks Reigns to look it over and he can answer him on Sunday. Reigns takes it, but Paul maces him. Okay, Brock arrives and the ass pounding begins. Brock lays in knee strikes and pummels Reigns. The guillotine follows as he chokes out Reigns. Brock teases leaving and then returns to deliver an F5. Leave this place better than I found it. That's something I tell myself every single day in my position. Is leave this place better than I found it. And the truth is, I'm never going to be able to accomplish that goal with Brock Lesnar here. So that means it's time for Brock Lesnar to go. Because I'm sick and tired of I'm sick of hearing about him. I'm sick of talking about him. I'm sick of looking at him. I'm sick of the lies and the rumors. I'm tired of it. So it ends this Sunday at SummerSlam. And at SummerSlam, I'm taking back my Universal Championship. And I'm going to send Brock so far back into the UFC, he's going to find his head stuck in Dana White's ass. I see the future. And you know what I see? Exactly one week from this moment right here on Monday Night Raw, after you slay the beast at SummerSlam, check this out. Side by side. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion, Robin Reigns! Good luck on your future endeavors. Tell you what. I'll make this so easy. I prepared something. It's an agreement in principle. There's no pressure. There's no games. Please, please 
Look this over. Don't give me your answer tonight. You give me your answer this Sunday at SummerSlam. right now. Somebody's got to do something about this. Brock Lesnar and all that mugging and assault of Roman Reigns. What a setup. And now Brock Lesnar with the exclamation point. The F5 to Roman Reigns. And if this is any indication... Brock Lesnar's near 500-day reign as Universal Champion will continue Sunday at SummerSlam. Ah, so it was all a ruse, huh? Yep. I guess we're cool again. <laughs> I want to approach two. That was that was masterful, masterfully done by Paul Heyman and Brock. Did uh, Paul Heyman come to him in the middle of the night and beg for his forgiveness? I don't. They didn't say what happened, man. They just set him up. I know, but I'm just saying, like in kayfabe world, <laughs> he probably like paid for a year of the Backwood Backwoodsman or whatever that magazine is that he likes. His favorite magazine. Yeah, just bought a year subscription. Here you go, Brock. He actually bought the magazine because you know they're they're probably failing. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I bought the whole company for you. It only costs fifty bucks. Uh, Mojo Raleigh and the authors of Pain versus Titus Worldwide and Bobby Roode. Apollo tags in Roode. The flying clothesline connects by Roode and hits the spine buster, but that's broken up. It breaks down in... Who's Roode? Bobby Roode. I missed a note, maybe. Sorry. And Roode hits the DDT on Mojo for the win. Uh, Jim Neidhart tribute. The Revival will challenge the B-team for the tag titles on the pre-show. Hashtag say no to pre-shows. Also on the hashtag say no to pre-shows will be Cruiserweight Champion Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak and Rusev and Lana versus Selena Vega and Andrade Cianales. 
Uh, Sasha Banks versus Ruby Riot. Banks wipes out Logan with a suicide dive. Knee strikes to Ruby, but Liv pulls Sasha to the floor, and Bailey makes the save. Back in, and Ruby cradles Banks for the win. No distractions so far. Really surprised. Well, except for uh, Roman. Roman being distracted by Paul. Uh, Kurt Angle arrives and says that Roman Reigns is okay to compete at SummerSlam, and he hopes he kicks Brock's ass at SummerSlam and calls Brock the worst champion of all time. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre make their way out. They say that Seth isn't here, and Dolph can't lose the IC title match. They run down Angle, and Angle introduces Rollins, but no Rollins. Ziggler says he isn't coming, and Drew says, considering the beating they gave him, he only likely ran away. Uh, Ziggler says, no, he quit. Drew says they respect Rollins, and if you can make it to Raw, you have to outwork everyone, and some of you think you can coast. They respect Rollins because he proved he was the best, but they took him out and proved to be that much better. Uh, Rollins busted his, busted his ass for the WWE Universe, just like Ziggler did, but the audience forget, forgets about you quickly. He stole the show for them, and it was meaningless. They turned their backs on him, and they will do it to Rollins and the next guy and the next guy. Where were you during the hard times? Now, someone truly has my back. Uh, this psychopath pushes him every night for the betterment of the company and world. Uh, Ziggler doesn't care about any of the fans, just stealing the show because they do what they want and took over. Ziggler wants Angle to make Rollins forfeit. Ziggler signs the contract and says he's done, but Rollins arrives. Rollins apologizes for being late and had to listen to Ziggler's therapy session. Yeah, he's been here for a while, but wanted Ziggler to sign the contract first. Rollins says the travel issues weren't his, and there is a clause in the contract. He'll have someone in his corner at SummerSlam to even the odds. Dean Ambrose's music hits, and they rush to the ring for the big brawl. Rollins and Ambrose run wild in Stantall, laying out Drew. Seth signs the contract to close the show. I introduce to you Seth Rollins! All right, that's it. This is over. Kurt, you knew he was never coming out. He's not coming out. Call it. We're done. To be fair, considering the beatings we've inflicted on Seth, his little travel issues could be, maybe he can't get away from us fast enough. That seems (laughs) like a good reason to me. That's true. Honestly, Kurt, I'm, I'm hurt and I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. You see, Seth Rollins was a great champion. And I emphasize was. You see, because there's nothing you can Google. There's no blueprint to figure this out. He can't beat us, so he quit. So, let's forego all the conclusions. Let's end all the formalities. Hand me that contract, and we will officially make it a Seth Rollins forfeit.
Oh, guys, look, I got to apologize. I am sorry I'm late. That's, that's not like me. I'm usually right on time. Look, I haven't been completely honest with you. I've actually I've been here for a little while. But I didn't want to come out here until Dolph had officially signed that contract. Because, Dolph, I was afraid you'd change your mind once you heard what I had to say. The, the, truth is, I, the truth is, I was dealing with some travel issues. They just, they weren't exactly my travel issues. And you know that, that little clause in the contract about uh, me having someone in my corner at SummerSlam? Well... That, that was put there for a very particular reason. You see, I've kind of gotten sick and tired of dealing with you guys two-on-one, and since I know you're going to have the Scottish psychopath in your corner at SummerSlam, I ought to have a lunatic in mine. up with uh Ambrose's hair he cut it it looks so he looks like he belongs like in uh hanging out with um mr i got kids in the trailer park in the trailer park <laughs> oh he's slater yeah. uh, that's the thing that you noticed was his hair you didn't notice how jacked up he is man looks like triple h's little brother <laughs> i just thought, no, i saw pictures of the haircut and i'm like what the hell is this Okay, so an the, improvement over that combo. I was about to say, I was about to ask you about how you felt about the aesthetics because we know for years you've been getting on Dean and his suspect bangs in the front. It was awful, and it could be lower. He could just be bald, but you know, men have a hard time sometimes, is what I've gathered, and that is much better than that comb over, comb forward. I, I think you can't see that my hairline is two inches behind this kind of cut. So yeah. He's he's fine. All right. Miss Jupiter Julep, what were your thoughts of seeing the new and improved Dean Ambrose? I didn't see him. Oh, you didn't see him? No, my DVR cut off right when Seth's music hit. You didn't oh. set for the overrun? Oh. I did not see it. So when I saw like 
hit I saw a brief still on Me him too. on Instagram and Me I did too. see him look pretty Me jacked. I, I do want to say something about Renee on commentary. I thought she did a really good job. And how long will she be there? I, I don't know how long this coach thing on the golf channel is going to last. I, I don't know if it's a one week thing or a two week deal, but I don't know. Coach may be back next Monday. If he was smart, he would be because she did a really good job. Yeah, hopefully they're. I know they're trying to get her some chops for the um, evolution uh, pay per view because she hasn't done any commentary since she was the NXT commentator, and that's been like five years now. So, yeah. Yeah, so they're just trying to get her back into the flow of, um, you know, calling the action from ringside and being an announcer and not just a reporter holding the microphone. So, you know, I think that's just basically what this is, giving her some reps. Gotcha. So that was Monday Night Raw from Greensboro this past week. So we're going to transition over to SmackDown Matters and Miss Didi Jonet. I will see you all next week. All right, buddy. Oh, actually, you know what? It's ladies' night. It's ladies' nights next week. I'll see you in two weeks. (laughs) I don't have to watch shitty raw. I'm I'm excited. Who's gonna do the raw cast report next week? Uh, It'll be one of the ladies. Between it'll probably be Jade, more than likely. Mm -hmm. I am out. Peace. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, Miss Didi, ready for SmackDown? I am. Mm. All right. They were in Greenville, South Carolina. Charlotte, Becky, and Mella make their way to the ring. Um, Mella's not in ring gear, but Charlotte and Becky are. Carmella complains about being forced into a triple threat match. She's sick of her opponent's faces. And she is sick that she is punished for being so great. She then runs down Becky and says she can't win at SummerSlam, which is probably next. Becky admits that she didn't want Charlotte in the SummerSlam match, only because she's such an amazing athlete. I feel like you're starting to say, because the bitch always win. Because they book her to win. She ain't better than me, but you know, you can't say that. <laughs> anyway, Carmella reminds us that she beat Charlotte twice. Mella praises all of Charlotte's accomplishments, but says Becky only won the title because Charlotte was on Raw. Again, probably facts. Charlotte says that Carmella's run ends on Sunday. She pulled out all of the tricks and is a diva. Living in a women's era, and that's when you're supposed Ooh. to go. Thank you. Carmella says she's proud to be a diva because she has things that they don't have. Looks, bone, body, what? Charisma, yikes. And of course, the championship. Now, you know, Mella does have more hips and booty than the mother girl. So, you know, that ain't, that ain't always the aesthetic that people go for. It's fine. Paige arrives, and since Carmella's a commentary, and books a tag team match with Charlotte and Becky, teaming against uh, Mandy Rose of the softcore porn intro and Sonya Deville, who's now in all black everything instead of her um, rainbow bright aesthetic that she had right after she told everybody she was a homosexual. Which do y'all prefer? I kind of prefer all the bright ass colors. I think she looks tougher and meaner in the all black. She does look meaner in the all black, but then she's hanging with the softcore porn girl. So I it kind of loses some of the, like I'm the bad at, like it loses. She's the she's the protection for the softcore porn girl. Ugh, I guess. 
Mandy Rose actually showed me a little something in this match. She's improving. Yeah, she's better. I would never call her good, but no, no. I, she I, like I said, she's improving. Yeah. Can I be honest? Yes. Okay, so to prep for today, I looked at Raw, SmackDown, Lucha Underground, NXT. And 205 Live. You did a week's worth of wrestling in one day? Oh, I commend you. My fast forward button game is on point. So, (laughs) you know, and then, you know, I had it on. I was doing some other stuff. But the the bottom line is this. When you have so much wrestling um, available to you, you got to do something to stand out. And that opening segment and moving into that match, it wasn't enough for me to not fast forward. So I couldn't tell you. I didn't rec- I didn't notice a costume change or anything. Or, or unfortunately, I couldn't see if they were improving or not. And I'm a big proponent of women's wrestling, and they just don't. At most of the women wrestlers on uh, SmackDown don't interest me. And by the way, where's Naomi? Like they they only have two hours. They can't. They they don't have something for everybody. So they don't just force them on the show. They don't have anything for you. Come to catering. Eat all our food. Hang out in the back. And then go to the next town and pick up your check. Oh, so she's not injured or anything like that. No, the Usos oh. aren't injured. No, they just don't have room. They don't have any. They don't. They, they don't have any storylines, so they're just not on the show. Yeah, no, she's she's there. She gets her makeup done. She oh yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. If they you look at the Instagram. Yeah, she's about to say, yeah, she's all yeah. on the Instagram. They just they just chilling in the back. Oh, oh. This makes me sad because, I mean, I know that we have the evolution in October, but if things don't pick up soon, I'm wondering where her place will be there. And I wouldn't want her to be forgotten in something this huge. I'm sure that uh, September next month, all the women will have a significant bump up in their participation in all the shows. And you'll get these feuds that will turnover into the evolution pay-per-view so you know for her right now she's probably doing really good work on the house shows with somebody that they'll probably turn into a feud fair enough okay miss Dee, you can go now sorry all right no 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 no. i was was in the group chat (laughs) chatting about plans to go stalk wrestlers. Anyway, <laughs> about that match, uh, Becky looks for a tag and Mianvi tags in and Lynch cuts her off with clotheslines and fires up with uppercuts and an exploder. DeVille comes in and she takes her out and knocks her to the floor. But the disarmor finishes Mianvi. Charlotte and Becky celebrate and Charlotte says Becky didn't have to do it all on her own as if you notice. She ain't tag her ass in. Charlotte wishes her luck. Becky says, I don't need it, ho. I may or may not be extrapolating. Charlotte says, may the best woman win. And Becky says, don't worry, bitch, I will. I'm I'm paraphrasing. But that's what she meant. Um, there was also... Never mind, we'll get there. Next, Bludgeon Brothers versus Jimmy, Johnny, and Joe. Oh, them three little assholes. The three local competitors who apparently are a trio, but don't dress alike. So they're just like random people. But their names rhyme, so good enough. Or at least our alliterative. So the names again are Jimmy, Johnny, and Joey Boots and Tights. I really like Joey Boots and Tights. I feel <laughs> like that is an amazing name, truthfully. Um, you, as you can imagine, the Bludgeon Brothers kicked the shit out of Jimmy, Johnny, and Joey Boots and Tights. 
And back in the ring, the Doomsday device connects, probably on Joey Boots and Tights, but, you know, who knows. And then the match just stops because the match really never actually started, so Joey Boots and Tights got his ass kicked for nothing. But hey, at least she got on TV. <laughs> then there's a video package. Um, looking at the start of The Miz and Daniel Bryan feud from the original NXT eight years ago, can I just say I didn't know that the feud was that long because I hmm. didn't watch the original NXT. So I didn't know none of that shit had happened. And it's weird seeing Daniel Bryan with no facial hair at all. Yeah. He's trash, and I'm glad he learned from his mistakes. But he could be bald again. That could be a look. Bald and beard. Mm-hmm. He was he was skinny. Man, he was skinny. And his robe was terrible. <laughs> I, maybe I do remember him. Because I remember looking at him and be like, nerd. So little things. Mm. But yeah, so it's a three-parter, so that's where the first section comes, and that's where you know that, yeah, this shit is real. They didn't just start a feud back when the Miz went in and let have. It actually had a basis, which, you know, the WWE is not always great at reminding people of, mm-hmm. but they decided to, like, pull out all the stuff with this one. I was a big fan. So next was the New Day versus Sanity. I guess a three on three. Yep, all of six Day and all of Sanity. So, you know, Dane tags in and Woods counters back with chops. But Dane hits the divide for two. Big E makes the save and starts tossing bodies around as it completely breaks down as Kofi has to dive to the floor. The midnight hour finishes killing Dane. Woods, plenty of intensity here tonight, and Wolf sends him out to the apron. Oh, and an insecurity. Wolf is rocked. Through the ropes into a DDT. And now Woods falls into a cover to put away Sanity. Oh, oh Eric Young with the elbow drop. Man. That's one way to break up a cover. Killian Dane takes out Kofi and Big E. Xavier Woods all alone. Tag. Bad sign. A world-class maniac, the leader of Sanity now in control of Woods in the center of the ring. Up on the shoulders. Wait a minute, look at Wolf set up. Oh, oh my God. Tandem offense. Into a backbreaker courtesy of Wolf. Here's the legal cover and a kick out. Oh. Woods trying to battle back. Just keep on swinging if you're Xavier Woods right now. Oh. And Woods again takes Wolf. Oh. The divide. Here's the cover. Hook to the leg and broken up by Big E. Just in time, Big E makes his presence felt. Overhead, belly to belly. Eric Young on the equation. Pump kick by Wolf. And Kofi kicks it. Two in paradise. It is absolutely chaotic in the ring right now, but this is where sanity thrives. And now Dane trying to toss out Kofi. Gathers himself on the apron. Birthday boy to the top, Tom Michael man. Here Kofi strikes. Wolf and Young wiped out. Oh, and a boat there to Kelly and Dane. Tag made. Can he get him up? Uh-oh. Wow, oh, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Incredible. Up, up, down, down. Biggie legal. Cover. Today puts away Sanity. Here are your winners. The Gentlemen, that is how you make a statement of readiness. The New Day, more than prepared for the Bludgeon Brothers this Sunday. Killian Dane, the big one. Yes, he is.
Yeah, because Biggie's what? Strong. If I, if I can find out where he's staying, let me stop. I don't want to get arrested up in New York. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. I, we don't have any bail money here at the CSPN for our, our host to, to, to be bailing them out of jail to make the next show the next week. We don't have any lawyers on retainer or anything like that, so please be on your best behavior. <laughs> Gotta call legal aid. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't set up a legal department yet. Just kidding. I'm not going to get arrested. Maybe. We now get another video package, which shows the start of the feud, their separate paths to the top, then your Brian's retirement, his run as the GM of SmackDown, and then the epic talking smack incident. <clears throat> Don't get no better. Then backstage, Paige meets with Samoa Joe, and she tells him not to ruin her SummerSlam main event tonight and asks him to be professional. Joe looks like he's got a makeover. His hair looks lightened or something. And he's like, but you loved my aggression and my unpredictability. What's wrong with it now? So he promises to do what he damn well pleases when he damn well wants to because, you know, he's small Joe. Or he could just hang out in the back and then tell Paige to enjoy her night. Joe is acting all the things. Next, Andrade Cien Almas with Zelina Vega versus Aiden English. Aiden cuts off the double knees with the lariat and a frog splash for two. Then Cien stunts him off the top rope. Toe ropes? Off the top rope. And hits a back elbow and double knees. And then the hammerlock DDT finishes it. So Aiden's still a loser. Zelina and Cien plan to end Rusev Day and Lana Day on Sunday. Zelina calls Lana dead weight. That's weighing down Rusev. However, Rusev and Lana arrive, and Rusev says their luck runs out on Sunday, and that Selena will learn why Lana is the best, and Lana's number one. Crap, crap. Because SummerSlam falls on what day? Rusev Day. Yes. <laughs> so how do we feel about the, the lovebirds fighting? Oh, like I said, oh. they got here, but they could have got here a lot better. If they would have done what I said. Who's the they? Lana and Rusev and WWF and 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 Cian Amis and and uh, Zelina. They should have had oh. the ladies have two fights. They should have they fought when they had the original match. They broke up the match. The match should have stopped. Because the ladies were fighting. They both should have got counted out trying to stop them from fighting. Then the next week, Lana should have just attacked Zelina as soon as she saw her, you know, on site. Because she felt like she didn't get the best of it last week, the week before. Then that causes the guys to come in. And then that's when they actually get into it again. And then that's when you get one more promo session to challenge them to a mixed tag match at SummerSlam. One day they'll listen to us and slide us a check. Yes, yes, they will. Um, Paige meets backstage with AJ. And she also asks him to be a professional tonight. He says he made his wife a promise. And he plans to keep it. And then we get the final installment of Miz versus Daniel Bryan looking at Daniel Bryan's return and how we got directly to the SummerSlam match. All lit, all flames, all of the emoji sort. Next, um, I'll say on a personal note, this is where I fell asleep. Really? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I closed my eyes and I woke up and it was midnight. And then I I closed my eyes and I woke up and it was 4 a.m. And I closed my eyes and I heard my damn neighbor's fucking alarm at 5.40 in the morning. I oh, want to stab him in 
That's better I than wanna, saying, oh, I heard my neighbor fucking at 5.30 in the morning. That's I would rather you be fucking, because at least that would explain why you're so loud. That alarm, I understand I'm in an old refurbished building, but I should not be able to hear your alarm that bad. I left my phone in the kitchen and I could barely hear it. How I hear you as clear as a damn bell. Actually, I have heard him fucking before. It don't sound that interesting. Anyway, <laughs> Jeff Hardy versus Shelton, but he's the one who... So it's not a... It's not a it's not a Daniel and Issa situation, huh? He's the one who <laughs> moved in. He would be like, your grandmama don't even like me. He'd <laughs> be like, y'all arguing about the fucking grandma. Like, why don't you just break up? He did that for like six months straight. Oh, it'll never get old. How the grandma don't like y'all. Anyway, Jeff Hardy versus Shelton Benjamin, who I have not seen in forever. And since I fell asleep, I still haven't seen him. But anyway... Benjamin counters the corner dropkick only for Jeff to hit an inverted twist of fate. Jeff goes up top. Benjamin cuts him off with a knee strike and a superplex for two. Then Jeff hits the sling blade and the twist of fate and the standing splash for the win. Post-match, Nakamura attacks, but Jeff hits the twist of fate and the swanton to stand tall. Guess who's watching on? Little nasty penis boy, Randy Orton. (laughs) Allegedly. Um, AJ arrives for our main event angle. The crowd loves AJ tonight. He thanks them. AJ says for almost 20 years, he's competed against the best all over the world. After he won the WWE title, he learned about the pressure of being champion. Joe has hit his pressure points first by blindsiding him and then by bringing his family into it. (laughs) Dramatic. Joe stabs him in the back and then in the heart. Dramatic as telenovela bullshit okay anyway joe got him to lose control by bringing his family into it and he felt he had to defend himself and he got emotional we know joe took him to a dark place but then aj went home hugged his kids and wife and he calmed down because his wife told him not to lose his cool and that he had to remain focused if that don't sound like the most overdramatic bullshit i have ever heard (laughs) <laughs> you can tell that some of these writers used to work on soap boxes. Joe now arrives and pulls out a piece of paper and says what Styles said isn't true. He has a letter from a member of the WWE universe. I quote, Dear Joe, I heard what you said about AJ and his family. It was disgusting. It made me ill because they were true. I used to be a Styles fan, but now it's clear Styles never wanted kids or a wife. Well, God damn. God damn. Styles will do anything to stay away from his family, and I hope you win at SummerSlam so he can lose what he loves, because I lost him a long time ago. My greatest gratitude, Wendy Styles. (laughs) You got me, Joe. You got me right where you want me. You got me to lose my cool. That's what you wanted when you done it. And you got me to talk about something very private and personal. You got me to talk about my family. And I felt... I felt as a man, as a father, as a husband, I had to defend myself. And when I did, I got emotional. I did. And you got me to go to a place I didn't want to go. A dark place. A place where I wanted to rip your head off. But then I got home. I got home where I could hug my kids. Hug my wife. And as I was holding Wendy, she said, uh, baby can't lose your cool like that. Now, AJ, that is a wonderful tale that you are telling these lovely people. But you and I know 
that what you're saying is just not true. Here in my hand, I hold a letter from a member of the WWE Universe, and AJ, I just thought that you should hear it. Dear Joe, two weeks ago, I heard the things that you said about AJ Styles and his family. Your remarks were disgusting and made me physically ill. Not because they were wrong, but because they were true. I used to be the biggest AJ Styles fan in the world, but now it's clear AJ never wanted children. Maybe he never wanted a wife either. And that's why AJ is such a great champion, because he'll do anything to stay away from his family. At SummerSlam, I pray that you win so AJ can know the feeling of losing the thing he loves the most because I lost him a long time ago. My sincerest gratitude, Wendy Styles. First of all, when he pulled that thing out of his pocket, I thought it was a napkin and he was going to say, I wipe my ass with your promise. I did not think, because he was being so dramatic, I did not think it was a, a letter until he read it. And you know, it's, a, it's his wife's name, really, Wendy. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> oh, wow. They are so disrespectful. And he doesn't know that woman in real life. He must have ran that by her. What you're not gonna do is mention my name on SmackDown and not tell me. Samoa Joe is the best man to carry this angle out because he's so believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody else could have pulled it off the way he's done it these past couple of weeks. Mm. His voice, the way he talks, it's very much like you disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be ashamed of yourself for wasting my time. It's the best. Yeah, that, they've done a really good job in a kind of a short window of building this matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the WWE, I sound like Kurt Angle, WWE, uh, they did a very good job this week with their video packages. Their video packages were fucking the bomb. I, I say that all go-home shows should consist of mostly squash matches, video mm-hmm. packages, and just fire-ass promos. Like, you don't need to try to shoot no more angles or nothing like that, it, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep them separated. Let them go out there. Let everybody, let Finn get a win against a job or let Baron get a win against a job or then have Finn cut a promo about what he's going to do. Then have Baron cut a promo, countering Finn's promo. Then you let Kevin Owens beat up somebody and talk. And then you might just have Braun come out there and just talk. You know, like they don't have to like do the bullshit that they do every go home show. Switch it up because everybody needs to at least have a chance to look like they're going to win instead of having. Baron beat Finn and and all this. It's like I'm gonna see it on Sunday. Why the fuck are you showing it to me now? But that's the way they do. I will say that because you know I watch the shows, but I don't give my full attention. And that video package laying out the history with Daniel Bryan and the Miz it reinvested me in their feud, and it made me think like, 
this is so Champa and Gargano, a, a blood feud. So no matter how this, who wins, you could still see them taking it to a steel cage or a hell in a cell or something else because the history is there and one match is not going to be enough. Oh yeah, for sure. This is just the beginning for sure. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, uh, hell in a cell is next month. So, you know, maybe uh, the Miz will do something dastardly enough where Daniel Bryan will be like, I got to get you where you can't get out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what comes of that. So now we're going to move on to Lucha Underground. Antonio Cueto is checking his mail and he gets a wedding invitation from Johnny and Taya. Then he says, it won't last. Cobra Moon arrives and says that the Reptile Tribe never received their rematch for the trio's title. And she wants that rematch tonight. She promises that they will prove their strength tonight. So Antonio books the match. We get Paul London and Saltador in the ring. Antonio arrives and they discuss Malasorte's death from last week. He wants a chance at redemption, Paul London says, and he says that Saltador will be in action. So Matanza Cueto versus Saltador. London tells the Saltador to Matanza. Uh, Saltador actually gets in some good offense until Matanza finishes him off with the Wrath of the Gods. And then we have another sacrifice. Son of Havoc and the Mac, they're meeting backstage in the locker room, and then Killshot arrives, noting that he doesn't respect Son of Havoc. Killshot promises to win the gift of win the gifts of the gods title tonight before they defend the trio's title. There's some tension here as Killshot admits that nah, he really doesn't like Santa Habit. Next week, we're gonna have Pentagon Jr. defending the title against Brian Cage in a last man standing match. Dragon Azteca versus Killshot for the gift of the gods title. They trade strikes and kicks. Killshot hits an apron Death Valley driver and heads up top and hits a double stomp for a good near fall. They throw bombs, lighting each other up. Then Azteca hits the Tornado DDT and Dragon Azteca defends the Gift of the Gods title. Drago and Aerostar, they meet on the roof and Drago doesn't think he deserves a second chance. Aerostar says it was all Cobra Moon's fault and Drago is unsure he deserves their friendship, but Aerostar forgives him. Drago is unsure of things and he flies away. So we have our trios championship match. We have Killshot, Son of Havoc, and the Mac taking on Daga, Jeremiah Crane, and Cobra Moon. The Mac takes out Moon and then works over Jeremiah, and the standing Moonsault gets a two count. Mac heads up top, and Jeremiah cuts him off, and then he hits the Cheeky Nando's kick and then a power bomb for two. The stress muffler follows, but Son of Havoc runs wild and accidentally hits Killshot on a dive. Killshot then shoves Son of Havoc off the top rope. And Jeremiah hits the shoulder breaker, and we have a new trios champions. Post match, Killshot mocks Son of Havoc for losing the titles. Killshot then lays him out with a double rope, uh, top rope double stomp as the mat looks on confused. Killshot tells him he doesn't give a shit about them, and he leaves. Brian Cage arrives and starts to talk, but Pentagon arrives and lays him out with the super kick, and they brawl to the floor. They out of br- nowhere. <laughs> they brawl up the steps, and Pentagon lays in chops. The fight continues until the second level, and Pentagon lays Cage out with a mariachi guitar. Security tries to separate them, but Cage fights them off, and the fight continues. They keep focusing on a priest in the crowd, Father Rick O'Shea. They fight onto the arch over the entrance, and then they break. Then they, then they go back down into the bleachers. They head back to ringside, and Pentagon saves Father O'Shea, and then he breaks his arm. 
Pentagon and Cage continue to brawl as the show ends. Uh, they show the Matt. He's meeting with Antonio Cueto, and he says he wants kill shot next week. Antonio says that the Mac is facing Mil Mertes in the first ever Haunted House match. Mac agrees and tells Antonio, trigger treat, mother. And that's how we end this week's Lucha Underground. In August. Talking about trick or treat. Yeah, they yeah, they had the timing off for a few weeks here. Um, thoughts and concerns on this episode of Lucha Underground, ladies? Father Rick O'Shea. Did you see him? Blackity black. Girl. And so <laughs> the shade. Oh, they like it's so skinny. He was just like, no, no, and I was like, why are you talking to people? And I was like, why has a priest at the temple, first of all? <laughs> and it's so like, what is that? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, they definitely he made sure you saw him. Talking about O'Shea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I noticed it too. I was like, "Damn!" They, I was like, "That's a man dressed up like a priest in the in the crowd." And then it was like they kept showing him. And then I was like, "Well, why they keep showing him though?" Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see what they'll do with Killshot. I'm not really uh, a fan of the the Reptile Tribe. Mm-mm. Yeah, oh. yeah, Cobra Moon on the floor. Like, what in the world? Um, Demonic, dark sided. Yeah, I didn't even look at her too hard. But um, I yeah, it, I, the trios champions. You know, them changing it. So it will be interesting to see what will happen with Killshot, the Mac, and. Um, Son of Havoc, and this is the second team, trios team that Son of Havoc has been championship with. Has been a championship, with, right? Right. Why? Why can't he keep a team together? It may say more about him than the other folks uh-huh. that he's been uh, teaming with, huh? Mm-hmm. I really like Son of Havoc too. I think he's he's one of the better wrestlers in Lucha Underground. Uh, you know, I'm a Pentagon Junior fan all day. Yes, so we understand that you're loving this uh, recent run with the championship. Have you been watching his work over in Impact as well? I may have glanced at a bit. The Lucha Brothers are pretty cool. Have you seen them in uh, MLW? They're everywhere together. Oh, Pentagon and Phoenix? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Instagram is my friend. So, <laughs> so I, oh, yeah. I'm going to tell y'all, check out the MLW, man. It comes on like YouTube on Saturdays at like 6 in, at night. They dropped the new the episode that came that shows on TV on Friday. Check it out; it's pretty good. Is he going to be on All In too? Pentagon? He's in the yeah. m- main fucking event against Kenny Omega. I thought so. Yeah. I'm going to have to order that. It's going to be on like regular that? ass pay per view. What are we talking about? Pentagon. Oh, Pentagon Junior. Oh, Pentagon Junior. Okay. Is he on metal? Yeah, him. Yep, yep. They just announced it uh, this past weekend on uh, Being the Elite that it's going to be Pentagon versus Kenny at All In. I'm presuming that's going to be the main event. Ooh. So that should be a lot of fun. I don't. I won't be ordering it, but I will be trying to watch it via alternative means. Okay, so hook a sister up. Uh, yeah, if I do find the alternative means, I will definitely uh, let you know. Thank you. No problem. So before we get into NXT, just want to let everybody know that you can keep the CSPN free 
all the podcasts here on the network each and every week by supporting our sponsors. Please go buy things from Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Go to CSPN.us first. Click on the tab that says uh, keep our podcast free. Um, when that menu drops down, the very first tab is Amazon. Go there, shop, do the things that you normally would do when you purchase from Amazon. And then when you pay for it, some of your purchase comes back to us so we can help keep all the podcasts free here on the CSPN each and every week. So please, Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. NXT, we start off with footage from last week's attack on Aleister Black, which means that the TakeOver event is officially Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in a last man standing match. We start off with the Street Profits versus the Mighty. Thorne lays in uppercuts. He misses a charge and Ford gets the hot tag. Montez runs wild, dumping Miller and clotheslining Thorne. The sunset flip gets a two count, but Thorne cradles Ford with the tights. Ford counters and gets the tights and gets the cradle and the wind. So the Street Profits revenge their loss to the Mighty with a little heel tactics from Montez Ford. And the celebration. You're not cheating, you're not trying. And the celebration was epic in the crowd. Uh, this is the first time that I've seen them in ring. Really? So, it is because the other times that I've seen them on NXT, they just cut promos. Mm-hmm. This was the first time I've seen them in their gear, you know, the black and yellow and everything. And see the Montez Ford entrance coming down the ramp? Yeah. It's pure entertainment. 100% entertainment. I'm not completely sold on them yet. Oh, it's your first time. I get it. Yeah. It's going to take, yeah. yeah, you're going to need to see him a couple of times. But the skinny one, Montez Ford, he's the he's yeah. he's the star. He's the Shawn Michaels of the group. Uh, and so that's the, okay, so he's the one with the long pants and right. not the gym shirt, like the, the gym pants and the, the vest. Right. He's the one who has the cup. The black cup. Because yes. I remember it was red before. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. That's Montez. Yes, he, he is the man. Gotcha. Yeah, so um, I was thinking about they haven't really had a, like a really high profile match. I could tell you to like go back a couple of weeks and watch this and see if you like it, but it's coming. It's coming. They're getting they're setting up the tag team division really well in NXT for all of these teams to like go after the undisputed era. So uh, they're going to get their shot here in a little bit, I think. Okay, so so just for my own peace of mind. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There, this is not crime time, Junior. <laughs> no, no, they're no, they're not Crime Time Junior. They're their own. They're, they're more like the party guys. You know what I'm saying? When they come around, the party starts. They 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 kick it off. So the so they're the alphas because they're black and gold. So they're frat. <laughs> I guess <laughs> something. Okay. I, I guess something like that. Maybe unintentionally, okay. but yeah, but yeah. But if you notice, Montez Ford is always doing his dancing. He's doing his body rolls. He's a man. I love Montez Ford. I'm going to give him another chance. I mean, I was nervous. It's like the first time you sit in your day and you're like, ooh, what's, is it menstrual? But then you realize that it's really smart. So I was concerned. It came out and, you know. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Just trust my judgment because everybody had the same thoughts when they saw Velveteen Dream. And then now everybody's like, Velveteen Dream is the man. He's my favorite. He's the best. It's like, yeah, you wasn't saying that four months ago when everyone was like. I have no memory of that. I don't know what they were like. Oh my God, he's playing a gay character and he's doing it bad. And there's like all these concerns. It's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. 
He's just figuring some things out. Give him a little time. And then he had that takeover match that uh, the, the the North American match where they had the seven men in the ladder match. And then everybody was like, Velveteen Dreams is shit. It's like, yeah, try to tell y'all. But, you know, those are people who clearly don't watch NXT on a regular basis. They just pop in here and there. And for those people, I will say again, we have no memory of that. <laughs> uh-huh. You must have been one of those doubters. <laughs> doubting yeah. Thomas. I've only seen him on TakeOver. So, you know, I was just like, okay. All right. Undisputed Era, they cut a promo to hype their title defenses at TakeOver. Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly say that they almost ripped Trent Seven's leg off. O'Reilly calls him Trent the Beast Seven, which is actually pretty funny. Uh, Fish then takes time to run down Mustache Mountain and the War Raiders. Cole claims that they don't hide behind anything because this is their era, and that's Undisputed. Uh, the Undisputed Era music goes so hard. Mm-hmm. I love it. It goes as hard, just as hard as the NWO theme used to. Kari Sane, she faces Aaliyah. Kari hits the spear, followed by the sliding D, and then she heads up top and hits the insane elbow drop. Sane heads back up top and hits another insane elbow drop. Kari then hits a third insane elbow and pin and pulls Aaliyah up at two when she had her pinned, clearly for the win. Kari puts uh, Aaliyah in the anchor and she stares down Shayna Baszler as Aaliyah taps out. This is going to be the Didi Jonay special of the night because I what? think I think you're going to get to see Shayna Baszler take an L live and in person. Listen, listen, Linda. <laughs> I will act a whole asshole on all of the social medias if that happens. <laughs> Next, I'll be like, you lie. Like, listen, <laughs> I will be that asshole. Next, I'm ready. You know, wait, wait, wait. What's this about Shayna Baszler? You're not a fan. trash. She's trash. And the only way I will accept her is if she kicks Ronda Rousey in the face. And even then, I still <laughs> won't like her. I still won't like her. But at least she will make sense to me. Yeah, I was thinking that she would come up to the main roster as her diesel. I can see that. Ronda don't need no protection. No, this is going to be strictly uh, a challenger to Ronda. Ronda is, they're going to, Ronda, the way that the crowd is reacting and the way Ronda is, gets to do her thing, they're positioning her to be like a Stone Cold type character where she's just a kick-ass person. Because to be honest with you right now, Braun and Ronda Rousey are the two biggest stars on Raw. They fucking set that place on fire whenever they're in the ring. That's one of the few times where everybody's like fucking stands up out of their seat and is into it. Is when Ron's out there. That people and are when that Ron's out there. Hmm? It disgusts me that people are that impressed by her. Well, it's because she's real and the shit she does is like she's still so green. Her time is so off that it's it's very it's real looking. I mean, fucking she was slinging fucking Foxy around like that's fucking rough. You can't fucking prepare yourself to land for that. So, so because she's an experience, that's a good thing. No, it's the it's the believability. Everybody, it's like Brock. It's like everybody knows he's a badass, so they can fucking believe it. And then he goes in there and does shit that makes you believe it. And that's the same thing with Ronda when she does those judo throws and shit. It's like she does them so fast. It's like Jesus, it's gotta hurt. 
Oh yeah, okay. I believe you when it comes to the throws. I yeah. don't believe her punches though. No, no, she's definitely got to work on that. Just because she's used to really punching the motherfucker in the face, and yeah. it's got to be difficult like, not to do that. <laughs> and then it's just like, but she fake punches so fast, and it's like you're not it it. I know you're not hitting them. You know what I mean? Because right. like if you were really gonna hit them, they would have collapsed by now. So it's just like. Don't do that. If you don't know how to do it yet, just don't do it. There you maybe go. Fake, maybe fake kick them. Like Dusty Rose once told the big boss man when he was Big Bubba and he did like a sit out power driver and hurt this dude, this mm. little jobber dude. Don't be doing shit you don't know how to do. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So it's be- just like when she gets on the mic and talks, it's like, don't do that. Just frown really nicely. You do that. So good. You found perfectly. <laughs> that was great when Alexa Bliss made fun of the, the face. I'm mean, <laughs> wrong. I don't like that little midget, but when she writes, she writes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure if you and Alexa Bliss stood side by side, you would be the same. I'm taller than her. No. <laughs> I, I'm taller than her. Um I got I got black people here. I'm following her. Okay. First of all, the doctor said I'm five three and a half. Oh yeah, we discussed so this know, last I'm week. Tall. You've you've actually gained a half an inch or so. I've grown. I'm tall now. Yeah, I'm tall, but you know, in comparison to her, actually, let me go Google it. How tall is she? We get an Adam Cole and Ricochet video package. Another cool video package. This was really well done. Then the Velveteen Dream arrives to give us an experience. He says that EC3 thinks that he's clever and charming, but at TakeOver, it will be Dream Over for EC3. EC3 arrives, and he makes fun of Dream's fanny pack. EC3 uh-huh. says he's in Dream's head, and that he's made a living in people's heads. EC3 is ready to rumble, knowing that they don't have to wait until Saturday. So the Dream slowly takes out his earring. Uh, EC3 takes off his jacket and buttons his shirt, you know, does a... Uh, the, the buttons off the you know by his wrist and so then Velveteen Dream takes his vest off and throws it into EC3's face he attacks him they begin to brawl EC3 counters the rolling Death Valley driver and EC3 stands tall after hitting the TKO so we didn't pick anybody to win the matches for takeover whoa, 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 hold on don't get ahead of yourself oh, listen I can't cart <laughs> cart before the horse cart before uh, the horse because I was, I had something to say about this one. Okay. We're getting there. Hold on. We get a video package on Alistair Black's attack, and it discusses the people in the video who could all be possible suspects. So they really mm-hmm. did like a whodunit. They had like the Zapruder film stopping and, and circling everybody who's in the, the different shots. And it was basically like the whole roster is basically a suspect because <laughs> everybody was out there doing something. So that was. Hey, can, I, can I say something about that? Yeah. It, you know, like for me not watching it, it was the perfect way to introduce me to everybody. <laughs> yeah, they had everybody. Yeah, they had even like a couple of the like higher level jobbers even made it into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that uh, very interesting fact, the astute uh, observation there. Um, then we get another awesome video package this time on the Johnny Gargano versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa feud. Really well done. This is the best thing WWE does these days, is these video packages. Better than storylines, better than most of the matches in the ring. These freaking storylines be bomb. Or, or these uh, video packages be the bomb. Um, then we see Bianca Belair working out in the Performance Center, recovering from her injury. 
or maybe her honeymoon. But uh, I mean, he might have injured her. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. He could have. Um, yeah. And like they made a little comment that the trainers are like her attitude has been like insufferable, but she's you know working through it. And then she put out a a, a tweet today that was like quoted that, and it was like deal with it. <laughs> it's like go ahead, make you talk your shit. Mm-hmm. She's my fave. She's a future NXT Women's Champion. Then we get our main event of the evening, Tyler Bate versus Roderick Strong. Bate counters in the heartache, and he gets a crucifix for a two count. Tyler Bate follows up with a lariat. Strong rolls to the floor, so Bate wipes him out with a tope. Bate and Strong head back in the ring, and Trent Seven takes out Kyle O'Reilly on the outside. Then Strong takes out Trent Seven with a basement dropkick. Bate hits a knockout shot and a rolling kick. Bate then follows that up with a Tyler Driver 97, and Tyler Bate gets the win. That was a really good match. They have really good pairings and really good chemistry together. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Mustache Mountain. Is it just those two? Yes. Those two guys are Mustache Mountain. When you add Pete Dunn to the mix, they become British Strong Style. It's confusing, I know. Okay. Yeah, just Trent and Tyler are Mustache Mountain. And they have the cool jackets to match and the towels. I like it. The look is cool. I mean, shouldn't Gallagher also be included in that? No, he's not as cool as they are. That's also not a lie. (laughs) So, Miss Jupiter Julep, now is the time where you can give your thoughts and opinions on the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn card. Okay. So, for the NXT North American title, we're going to have Adam Cole Bebe versus Ricochet. Thoughts? So Ricochet is injured. I know they said he's supposed to be ready mm-hmm. by Saturday night. I don't know if they would want to re-injure him or the extent of his injury. So I'm going to go Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Didi, we're not okay. playing who you got. We're just talking about the matches, okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. NXT tag team title match. We're gonna have. The Undisputed Era of Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly versus Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven. Um, They had a five-star match on NXT a couple of weeks ago. They had a a four-and-a-half-star match like a month ago in England. So I don't think this is going to be anything less than 4.75 in Brooklyn. EC3 faces off against the Velveteen Dream. Jupiter. I think EC3. EC3? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think maybe Velveteen Dream, because if Ricochet wins that North American title, then they can kind of come back around to Velveteen Dream and Ricochet again. Okay. But that's just one thing happening per the other. Next up, NXT women's title match as Shayna Baszler takes on Kari Saint. Kari. <laughs> That, what's her, what is her finishing move when she did the bridge and the submission? The anchor. The anchor? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, you're going to bridge all the way back, lift your head up and point. I got to go with you. All right. Yeah, this would be a very fun match because, I mean, they had a really good match at the Mae Young Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the finals. So, yeah, this should be a really good match. And then for the NXT title, last man standing match, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. 
I want it to be Gargano. And then again, I want Ciampa to chase. Where, I mean, if there were ever two people that also built for a cage match where nobody can escape, no one can interfere. You know, you can have Candice on the, on the outside, maybe later crying, but nothing else you could do. It's those two. That's why this match is going to end with both men not being able to answer the 10 count. Yeah, but even still. And that, that is going to it's gonna make we, them have to have another match. Have to have another, if, you know, because if Johnny wins, then Ciampa has his rematch clause. So I'm thinking I'm going with Jagana. All Johnny. right. I think it's going to be a double, a double, a draw, basically, where both men, they do something to, like at the end of that one where he came off the top of the, uh, the, uh, what was that? The big, um, production box and did the mm-hmm. air raid crash through the table and like he could barely like get up himself, but he barely made it back to the ring and they had to like basically stop the match right there. I think something like that's going to happen, but both of them are going to be down and not be able to get up and then basically you have to call it a draw. And then they'll figure out something for the hell in the cell, hopefully. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But fantasy booking one on one. As long as Chompa doesn't lose, <laughs> you don't want him to lose. Heal life. You know, Heal mean, life supreme over here. What's the yeah. thing for? No, thank you. Because <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like, what would he do if he lost and he had to chase it? Kill him? I don't know. I, he looked like he burned his house down or some shit. He looked like the type. Kidnap his dog. <laughs> like I have your wife. Yeah, I was about to like, say he'd probably do something mean to Candace. I don't know some what. Shit. Like, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Probably find a way to put her ass in the haunted house with the Mac. Like he's <laughs> <laughs> different. So the hashtag for Saturday night will be hashtag cast takeover. So starting at 7 p.m., please use that hashtag to share your commentary with color with the hosts and fans of the WrestleCast. And Miss Didi Jonay will be in the crowd. All right. Experiencing NXT TakeOver for the first time ever. So Not I- like I'm trying to tell anybody's business, but there are officially at least four guests of the WrestleCast. Well, three guests and me who will be in attendance at NXT. Wait, are y'all going to be sitting together? No, because that'd be too much like right. Oh, well, are you going to have a sign? Like, how are we going to see you? Well, I know where they are. I know what section they're in. And we're all basically like in a triangle together. I don't know where the fourth girl is. I have to ask her. But I'm one section over from Jade. And then Angelina's fancy. She got her tickets early. So she's on the floor section in front of us. Okay. So we're all in a little triangle. See if you can reach out and book that fourth person for the show next week. It's Tatiana. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'll see if she I can. Just, she told me she just got her ticket. Okay. I'll see if I can um, reach out and see if she can come on next week. Cause next week it's going to be ladies night. Oh, what hey. night. Hey. So we get here <laughs> hear about all the shenanigans that happened before, during, and after NXT Brooklyn Takeover. I fully intend to be shenanigan down. <laughs> cool. I'm bring my little, I'm bring my little brownie. You know what I mean when I say that, right? Uh huh. I, I gotta listen. I have to cut it up in smaller pieces. <laughs> so I was like, I don't need this kind of problem. 
Because <laughs> I ate like a third of it. And I was like, I don't, I wasn't ready. So I'm going to cut it in small pieces. You know, dilute the effect, maybe. Yes. Maybe eat half of a half. The magical brownie. Because <laughs> the problem is, it's a, um, it's a brownie and a blondie. Oh. It's a mix. Nice. So it's like a, it tastes good anyway. And you know that's like a problem. Mm-hmm. Because then you get snowed into eating more than you should. Mm-hmm. So. Well, at this point, we're going to turn it over to Miss Jupiter Julep so she can give out her thank yous and shout outs. Oh, okay. Well, um, Anwar Starwind is my male, so he always gets shout outs. Uh, definitely to you, Don and Dee. Don, you are doing such an awesome job with the network. So kudos and congratulations and keep it up. And Dee, have a wonderful, wonderful time there with the girls. To next yeah. weekend and next weekend. Um, other than that, as you know, the Russell Bays and my family and friends and my cat Quiet. Interesting name for a cat. Oh, yeah, because he's not quiet at all. <laughs> all right. Miss Didi Jonet, your shout outs. Oh, shout out to you for being the best producer in the game. Shout out to Don, no, not Don, to Greg, Sam, Chairman, because he's still the chairman in spirit, you know. Um, Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs, even though I have been forgetting lately. She still always gets shout outs. Um, Shout out to. Uh, all the glow girls who will be in the building on Saturday, not Sunday, because ain't nobody got time for that. But on Saturday, we will be there in person to see some wonderful, wonderful wrestling um, and probably act up in the city of New York. And, you know, if we could have it just happen to run into Elias, Big E, insert single wrestler's name here. That would be most good. <laughs> you know, you gotta speak those things into existence. So yeah, those are my Alright. Give a shout out to Miss Jupiter Julep. Thank you for those kind words about me and the network. I definitely appreciate it. Give a shout out to my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Give a big shout out to Greg and Sam for joining us as well. Uh, like I said, please join us on Saturday for hashtag cast takeover. On Sunday, Summer of Slams. Give a big shout out to The Glow, everybody who was in the broadcast and SmackDown Matters. Um, this past week, we really appreciate y'all, of course. Um, you guys want to check out some exclusive content here from the WrestleCast? Go sign up to become a patron of the CSPN at uh, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media and uh, become a CSPN Backstage member and you'll gain access to the dark match. You'll get to hear it. Uh, collection of conversations that take place before we record so um get to hear some interesting thoughts on wrestling and just other talk in general so it's a really cool project so y'all should go ahead and go over to patreon become a member and check it out so on that note for our special guest miss jupiter julep our rawcast correspondent mr sammy kalunga our broadcast journalist magnum prime and our smackdown matters correspondent miss Didi jonay I'm Don DeLorente. This has been episode 198 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. You know what's almost as absurd as Paige making me defend my title against the two of you in a triple threat at SummerSlam? 
Paige forcing me to come out here tonight for this face to face to face. I'm tired of your faces. Just like I'm tired of constantly being punished for being such an amazing champion. But hey, I am the champ, right? So life is good, baby. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about something that everyone else is thinking. Poor Becky Lynch. Becky, you don't stand a chance now. Oh, um, you used to be a clown for a living, right? Maybe you should think about doing that again because it's the one thing you do better than Charlotte. So, uh, what, what do you want? You want me to say that I don't want Charlotte Flair in the SmackDown women's title match at SummerSlam? Okay, 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 I'm human, I'll say it. I'll say it, but it's only because Charlotte is an incredible athlete. And every match that she's in decreases the odds of winning for anyone else. And I was losing sleep thinking about dismantling you one-on-one -on -one at SummerSlam. But then Charlotte made her way into the match and I, I, I didn't feel sorry for myself. But I had to start thinking of a new dream. And that dream involved beating you and whooping you. Charlotte? I beat Charlotte Flair twice. <laughs> but I'm fabulous. Charlotte has won every women's title possible. She ended Asuka's undefeated streak. She won the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match. Right? Give it up for her. She did it. But you were the first SmackDown Women's Champion, but that's only because Charlotte was on Raw. All right, enough, enough, enough. Carmella, it's over. You know that you can't hang with anyone in this division, so you have to pull out every stop to cling on to that SmackDown Women's Championship. And in order to beat Asuka, you had to dig up James Ellsworth. And you want, and you know, seriously, and you wonder why the WWE universe doesn't respect you? Really? Oh, I know. Maybe it's because you're a diva living in a women's era. I am a diva, and I'm damn proud of it. You two will never have. Compare my um my beauty to yours. Compare my body to yours. Compare my charisma to yours. <laughs> oh, oh, I have one more comparison. Champ and you're not. <laughs>